This Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by the NRL Telstra Premiership Grand Final. Take your seat in history at ANZ Stadium, Sydney on Sunday, October 2. Head to nrl.com slash tickets now. It is a Tuesday, which means Sterlo is in with his power rankings on a night where Benji Marshall is dropped but apparently promised a farewell. We've got all the big changes. Can the Cronulla Sharks stop their slide? We'll hear from Shane Flanagan. Cricket has a new number one team and the WWE stops being fake and one wrestler takes action. Welcome to the Rush I think it'll hour. be the first time we've ever done WWE on this show, which has gone four and a half years. Hello, Sturlo. Hello, Dan. How you going? When was the last time you watched professional wrestling? I'm guessing rock and roll wrestling in the mid-80s. No, nah, earlier than that, it involved Haystacks Calhoun. Now <laughs> hey, you've gone away. I don't know who the hell you're talking about. Now, we don't normally we normally say this to the end, but we're getting to some pretty important games. So mm. let's do team changes here at the top and get a quick opinion off you here, Sturlo. Jared Hayne to fullback for Gold Coast. David Mead dropped. Feel very unlucky for David Mead, but I don't think the coach had any choice. If they're to win football games, Hayne had to go to fullback. So then it was a matter whether it was Mead or one of the wingers who had to make way. Uh, North Queensland, Matt Scott is back. Cronulla, Paul Gallon is back. Um, Canberra, what about this? Well, Junior Paulo's out. Now, we're trying to confirm, is he injured or has he been dropped? Paul Vaughan is back in. And Branko Lee scored four tries, dropped. <laughs> no, I think you'll find Junior Paulo left the field yeah, early I'd... in the second half on the weekend, so that would be I'd an, figured an injury. That was, I figured that was the case. We were calling the other game. David North Faluma to fullback for the Tigers. Jordan Rankin survives but is on the wing. Uh, and the other one, Benji Marshall out. Drew Hutchison in. Uh, Drew is about to play his fourth game of first grade rugby league. He played three last year for the Dragons. Yeah, that's no surprise, Dan. Once they couldn't make the finals, they had to look to the future. I think we've always known or known for a long time now that Benji's not going to be there next year. So it would make sense to put uh, an up-and-comer in to see how he handles it and give him a bit of experience. Uh, Benji seems to have handled it with dignity. He said this, I think last night it was, to Seven News. I am going to put my hand up and say it wasn't good enough. The Dragons don't owe me anything. If anything, I owe them for the opportunity to be back here playing in the NRL. There's a fair chance I'm not going to be here next year, so they need to probably have a look at some of those guys who are. And if they do, like I said to the coach this morning, if he he goes that way, I'm, I'm not going to throw stones. He's been, apparently he told the Daily Telegraph that he's been promised a farewell game, which is a bit not, not not strange in that sense, but why would you bring Hutchison in for one? I gather they might put Benji on the bench for the last game. Yeah, look, I don't know. I think you either play him or, or not. Um, I, wonderful to hear that, what he just said then, and he's exactly right. You know, mm. the, the Dragons gave him an opportunity after leaving the game for a period of time and, um, you know, enormous respect in, in what he said then and understanding he's a realist. But uh, I guess we'll have to wait and see for the last round as to how, how they handle you know, his last game for the Dragons, if that's what it is to be. All right, there the team changes. Power rankings for Ty Power a little later. But we're going to talk Sharks after this. It is the rush hour here on Triple M, which this week we do for the NRL Telstra Premiership Grand Final at ANZ Stadium, uh, Sydney. Be there as history happens. It's on Sunday, October 2. Head to nrl.com slash tickets. More after this. This Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by the NRL Telstra Premiership Grand Final. Take your seat in history at ANZ Stadium, Sydney on Sunday, October 2. Head to nrl.com slash tickets now. Two fighters on Triple M Rush Hour. One of the great acts to see live. Speaking of great acts to see live, Sturlo, are you going to see Guns N' Roses? We can probably hook you up with some tickets. 
Uh, well, yes, I am then. <laughs> now, <laughs> oh, mate, you're worse than Talis. Now, now I am. But Gordy, Gordy on Sunday said, ah, oh, mate, well, what do I want to see them for? And then we said, oh, well, well we're sponsoring. We can probably organise a box. He's got, oh, well, I should see him once. <laughs> With all due respect, um, if he's getting tickets organised, can, can you make sure I'm not standing in or sitting anywhere near him? <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> Hello, Gordy. Gordy listens Hello, to the show. Gordy. Driving through Brisbane on a Tuesday night. Uh, when we talk league, we do it for Totally Workwear. Find your local store at totallyworkwear.com.au. Right. Is it getting serious for the Sharks? Well, if Shane Flanagan is concerned, then I am. And he did say that that was the case after this game. But, look, I saw some real positives last night. They were beaten by a good side. Um South Sydney have found a bit of form the last couple of weeks. And uh, I suppose, you know, when Adam Reynolds went off, thought maybe, well, this is a great chance for the Sharks to kick on, especially in those conditions. They played tough. They probably need to play a little bit smarter in some areas. Um, I think they can turn it around, but it'd want to happen, you know, sooner than later because time is starting to run out. Cowboys uh, basically fell into the finals last year. I think they won two of their last six. Um, So the template is there that you can turn it around going into a final series but um, what are they not doing now that they were doing when they won 15 straight well look I, I always thought the big problem was defensively that they'd lost some intensity and um, some games over the last month they they sort of got a little bit scrappy there and, and, and conceded points from some poor reads defensively that we hadn't seen now last night you know I thought they were, they were decent in, in that area uh, I, I just think they, they looked a little flat last night. And I guess that's why after the game I asked you know, Shane Flanagan about how he approaches the preparation for the next couple of weeks. Um, and it certainly wasn't along the lines that I was thinking. All right, let's have a listen to what Shane had to say. When did you freshen the players up? Oh, that was pretty pretty much a couple of weeks ago, mate, after Origin, obviously. Um, Gal went away, Jimmy went away, all those Origin boys had a week off, um, some of them from the game, but just definitely all of them from training. So they've all had a bit of a freshen up. There's no excuses the way we're playing. It's not a hangover from Origin. We've, you know, everyone's got that, but, you know, we should be we're jumping out of our skin. We can only finish second or third, and um, we're going to play in a semi-final series, so let's get excited about it. Do you feel the pressure getting around the, the Shire, that, you know, the expectation? that this year could be the big year? Um, there was a lot uh, when we were, you know, obviously won 15 or 16 in a row, whatever it was, and um, everyone was talking about not going through undefeated and, and I'd have to try and tell everyone that's ridiculous and um, we just need to focus on what we're doing. But, you know, we're going to be in there and we're going to give ourselves a real good chance and if we start playing the football we were earlier in the year and we get a nice dry day, I think we'll uh, um, give it a shot. They are Ghostello. I was just going to say that he made a couple of points there and that right at the end there he mentioned um, getting onto a fast track. So he does consider that they are a much, much better football team on a dry, quick surface, which we, it's not something we tended to associate with the Sharks a couple of seasons ago. Mm. The other thing he mentioned was getting his full complement of players on the paddock. He's been with Ad Gallon a couple of times. Um, and, you know, that that's obviously every team. You want your best roster out there and they haven't had that so much of late. Is there a possibility they are an ageing team? I think they average about 27, and we know they've got a, half a dozen players that are over 30. Is there a chance that they're just they're running out of puff? Uh, well, I guess that's what I was kind of thinking when I said last night I thought they looked a little bit tired and a little bit fatigued, but then Shane comes out and says, well, the side's been freshened, they should be jumping out of their skin. I honestly believe, Dan, that this is their window of, of opportunity. You know, it's only a small one for every team, but I really think that this is Cronulla's best chance. 
I like them this year more than I would like them next, next year. year. Yeah. They've got, they've got the squad that's capable of winning it um, in in depth, in talent, in experience, um, in youth and exuberance. They've they've got the side there. It's just now, can they get the job done? Yeah, because Gallon's not going to get better next year. Lewis is not going to. Ennis is gone. He's well, retiring. Huyington, all of those kind of players. Yeah. 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 So it's, you know, and you've got guys like Barber and, and Valentine Holmes, potential match winners. Now's the time to strike because, mm. you know, the iron is hot. All right. This is the rush hour. Uh, anytime we do league, it's for Totally Workwear. More after this. This Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by the NRL Telstra Premiership Grand Final. Take your seat in history at ANZ Stadium, Sydney on Sunday, October 2. Head to nrl.com slash tickets now. Ah, yes, indeed. Sports up. Update coming up shortly. Now, uh, we do the show for the NRL Telstra Premiership Grand Final at ANZ Stadium, Sydney. Sturlow, um, you would know full well the perils of, of live television and doing things on the field. Often before the game, you'll uh, do your, you know, your, what they call the stand-up where you'll talk yep. to your expert commentator. Now now with the, the, the big screen and the touch screen, um, it's more dangerous than ever with the technology. I want to ask you this, though. When you're standing on the sideline, you do that pretty close to the... Um, to the fence, don't you? That's that's usually, you know, only a few yeah. metres in. Or you want to get the atmosphere, yeah. So, have you been put off by a fan just absolutely laying into you or, or your commentary partner? You're kidding, aren't you? What do you mean? <laughs> happens all the time. It's <laughs> na- nature of the beast, yeah. And, and you know what? It's not what you say. Most times, you're not saying what they want to hear. That's it's kind of a reverse bias I've found. Have a listen to this. This is what was on Matty's show last night. They uh, captured Greg Alexander. He was doing the super screen at Canberra Stadium, and one of the Raiders fans just absolutely laid into him. But I, I went for the Josh Reynolds steal on Jake Travojevic. Come on. Shows him to respect your dog. Hang on, we've had an interruption here. He's <laughs> a cranky filthy. supporter. Wow. Uh, let's, let's go back to the... Uh, <laughs> he's got me. How about showing us a bit of respect, you flog, one-eyed flog? Um, got a good voice on him to, to, to make it through the cameras. And <laughs> you never have any good thing to say about our mighty Raiders, you mug. Oh, good on you, Brandy. You took one for the team there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> that was on Matty Show last night on Fox. This is the Rush Hour here on Triple M. This Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by the NRL Telstra Premiership Grand Final. Take your seat in history at ANZ Stadium, Sydney on Sunday, October 2. Head to nrl.com slash tickets now. Uh, Rush Hour on a Tuesday and on Thursday night, we're live at Belmore, big outside broadcast, um, just near the train station, I believe, and then it's in for the big game between the Bulldogs and the Cowboys, so live from 6 and kick off uh, just before 8 o'clock. Magic Glass, your premier glass replacement specialists. Magicglass.com.au Sports Update. Luke Newsom-Brighton's lawyers protecting your future. James Maloney has been hit with one grade one careless high tackle. Uh, he was penalised twice for high shots. And that one charge is not heavy enough to warrant a suspension, but it does mean he'll take carryover points into the final part of the season. Uh, while in the Super League, Dave Taylor is looking at significant time on the sidelines for eye gouging. Uh, really? Yeah. It didn't look good. The, the problem is there was a sea of bodies in there. The, the, here's the problem for Dave. The player he allegedly gouged has, ca- has come up. His left eye was half-closed. And there was blood coming out the side of the eye. 
So it didn't look good. It, 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 I mean, Taylor just seemed to get his head in there like he was sticking his fingers into a bowling ball, but it didn't actually look like he knew where the guy's eyes were. But still, he's put his fingers into the eyes of an opponent, so our day might be in a bit of trouble. So has that been seen when you're saying that there are a sea of bodies there? Like, gouging is a terrible, terrible thing, but mm. it's something that you have to be seen to be doing, not, yes. not supposition. It's very... It's a split-second thing where you get a clear shot of the fingers and the head. Someone's leg gets in the way. So to make that... I mean, he's looking at something like eight weeks on the sidelines, but... Um, he was big last time I saw him playing for Catalan, Dan. Uh, you don't mean big as in a star? I... No. I mean, physically, That's, <laughs> it looked like he was enjoying the south of France. Uh, YouTube is missed tackle. For, and we don't mean to make fun of Dave, but YouTube is missed tackle. I think it's on the Triple M website, actually. It's one of the worst missed tackles you'd ever want to see. That's thanks to Brighton's lawyers. Pakistan is officially the world number one test cricket nation. An astonishing achievement, Sterlo, considering they have not played a test on home soil in over seven years. Well, that stuns me in the fact that they're number one. I haven't seen much of them play of, of late. Um, so Australia, what, number two now? Is that where we've been, we've been overtaken? Three. Number three. Number three. Because so the English are two? India. Or India. India. Oh, okay. And South Africa's well down the list. So uh, a lot of chopping and changing there. Uh, the problem is no one is winning away, apart from Pakistan, because they're playing away all the time. Uh, the Swans are just about resigned to being forced to play their home finals at ANZ, not the SCG, although they're certainly giving it a red-hot crack with their public pleas. And one of the most colourful AFL characters of the last decade, Dane Swan, has called it a day. Winner of the Brownlow in 2011, he played 258 games for Collingwood and won a premiership as well. In fact, Dane tattooed, probably should have played league, to be honest. He was that sort of character. Can I ask you a naive question, Dan, when it comes to the Swans? Are they better on a small ground than they are a bigger ground? Like, they, they prefer to play at the Sydney Cricket Ground than the Melbourne Cricket Ground? Is that right? I believe so. They've won eight of ten finals, though, at ANZ, so it hasn't bothered them that much. I think it's more about a fan thing. Most of their fans are eastern suburbs, North Shore, uh, and they don't like travelling to ANZ. I think that's their big beef. They've, they've said, we don't care where you put us in terms of the game. We think we can win anywhere. But they'd rather 40,000 at the SCG. That's a far better and more intimidating atmosphere than, say, 40,000 at ANZ. Right. I think that's their rationale. Okay. This is the rush hour. How good How good was that then, pretending I knew something about <laughs> AFL? That was a sports update. Convince me. For Magic Glass. Don't tell anyone. This is the rush hour. More after this. This Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by the NRL Telstra Premiership Grand Final. Take your seat in history at ANZ Stadium, Sydney on Sunday, October 2. Head to nrl.com slash tickets now. Triple M Rush Hour, if you just caught up, uh, just tuned in. Corey Norman has uh, signed for Parramatta for three years, so that's the end of 2019, if I'm reading this correctly. I mean, uh, 2017, 2018, 2019. So three seasons more for uh, Corey Norman. So there's a good news story for Parramatta. Sterlow's Power Rankings. All right, now uh, we're doing 10 to 1 again, but have you included, because there's no instruction here, Sterlow, have you included teams that can't make it? Because basically there's 10 teams left in the running, but I I gather you're going to have teams in the 10 that that can't make it. No, I haven't. I've just gone the 10 teams that can make it, because obviously that makes more sense to have them higher placed than teams that can't. All right, we do this for tyre power, store-wide supercell, which gives you the power to save on a huge range of big brand Kumo tyres. Let's go. 10. 
Yeah, the West Tigers, Dan. Um, like the Warriors, they need to win their last two games and have the Titans lose their last two. The West Tigers are longer because I think they've got the tougher draw. They've got the Warriors this weekend. They finish with Canberra. They'll just miss. Nine. New Zealand Warriors, uh, who've conceded nearly 80 points in their last two outings just when they needed to be good. Again, they've been terrible, but that's no great surprise to any of us. They do have the better draw than the West Tigers, taking on the Tigers and Parramatta last round. They'll just miss out as well. Eight. Gold Coast Titans um, got their own destiny in their hands and you can't ask for any more than that. If you'd have said to them at the beginning of the season they were two rounds to play if you only need to win one, they would have been doing handstands. Hopefully they can. Uh, A couple of tough games to finish with, but they can become certain finalists this weekend if good enough. Seven. Penrith Panthers, who are finally showing the type of form I expected to see much earlier in the year. In fact, at the beginning of 2016, I thought they would be grand finalists. Uh, They have got some momentum. They've got plenty of point score ability. Mm. Uh, I haven't discounted the possibility they might be there on that final day. Six. Cronulla Sharks, big drop for them because they haven't had a victory in a month. And it's not an ideal time for that to be happening when you need to be gathering some momentum going into the finals. They've hit a flat spot. Um, and they, they really need to turn that around because they need to finish in second position because they do not want to be going to Canberra no. to play a semi-final down there. Five. The Banks, uh, Canterbury Banks down <laughs> Bulldogs, they're, they're highly placed, but they lack variety. And that will be exacerbated by the loss of Sam Cassiano for the next two games. I can understand why they didn't challenge. They could certainly not afford to him to have missed out week one of the finals. I think they'll be found out in the coming matches. Is is Thursday their grand final? If they lose against the Cowboys, they're all but likely not going to make the four. Surely they can't win the comp from the bottom four. I don't think they can win the comp, Dan. I know you don't. (laughs) If they don't make the top four, then surely it's all over. Brisbane Broncos could be a little bit higher and Coach Bennett was spot on when he said that his team had plenty of time and they weren't far from where they needed to be. Uh, fair bit to like about their last couple of performances, uh, but the biggest test they will face is Friday night going to Melbourne yes. against the Storm. One of the all-time poor records Brisbane has. I think they've lost 10 of their last 11 against the Storm. Three. North Queensland uh, weren't at their best last week, but they got a win, and that was the most important thing, and they did rack up a score against the Warriors. Uh, Keen to see what they can produce uh, this Thursday night down at Belmore. Um, I think they'll get Canterbury, but they'll need to be better. I I don't want the scoreline of last week to to give false hope because they weren't that good. Two. Melbourne Storm have come past their little flat spot. Uh, Should have been beaten by South Sydney. Canberra did beat them. But one more win for them to confirm the minor premiership. They're doing everything right. They just they know all about this end of the season. One. Canberra Raiders are the new IT team. Yeah. They've now won eight in a row. They gave Parramatta a big start and a beating. And that's that's what they boast. They have great scoring ability, maybe better point scoring ability than any other team in the competition, and that's a really potent thing to have. I didn't think they'd be top four uh, at the end of the season. They're going to have a lot of teams already looking over their shoulder. If they win this week, it's nine in a row. Their greatest winning streak since 1994. One of the all-time great, not only Canberra sides, but one of the great sides full stop. So they're getting into some rarefied air. Yeah, he's, he's keeping a lid on it, Ricky. But I think even deep down, he's a bit excited about where they're headed. Yeah, come on, Ricky, get excited. This is a good <laughs> team. This is the uh, rush hour. That was thanks to Tire Power. Or more after this. 
This Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by the NRL Telstra Premiership Grand Final. Take your seat in history at ANZ Stadium, Sydney on Sunday, October 2. Head to nrl.com slash tickets now. And because it's around dinner time, we won't repeat the conversation we had off air about the French walker <laughs> who soiled himself uh, during uh, the Olympics. You raised the subject, Dan. I, I didn't realise no, what, the sponges, what the sponges were for on the side there. I thought... I knew it was hydration. I didn't realise. So just in a 50-kilometre race, it's happened inside the first 15K. How bad do you reckon the chafing was? <laughs> Magic Glass, your premier glass replacement specialists. Magicglass.com.au Sports update. The poor oh. bugger collapsed after 32 kilometres. Think about chafing. Got up. So he's, the poor bugger has got up thirty after 30. He gets up after 32 all the commentators are saying, well, mate, this bloke, he could die. And they weren't being over the... I mean, it really was It really was serious. Maybe you'd forget what he did in the first... By collapsing like that, the plus was he's forgotten the fact what he did in the first 15 kilometres. <laughs> You've thought about this. <laughs> it's just... I'm trying to... Too, trying, too much. I'm trying to put a good face on it. Uh, now, the reason I'm filling here is because my sports <laughs> update's on my phone. Because our printers, they've changed the settings on the printers here at Triple M. For God's sake, they were working fine. Here we go. Oh, it's been stretchy. all but confirmed that Tim Cahill will play for Melbourne City tomorrow night against Brisbane Strikers in the FFA Cup. They're anticipating a 5,000 sellout there at Perry Park. Uh, Ryan Lochte has been dropped by Speedo. And we don't make a habit of talking about WWE on this show. In fact, as I said earlier, I don't think we've ever spoken about it. We're probably the poor for that. But there was a bizarre aftermath to their weekend pay-per-view event called SummerSlam when wrestler Chris Jericho took exception to Brock Lesnar uh, and the two apparently had a backstage brawl. Now, what was Lesnar's crime? Well, he didn't pretend to bash opponent Randy Orton in the main event. He actually did bash him for <laughs> real and opened Orton up like a tomato can to the point where blood poured out of him on the mat and he needed several stitches. So, so WWE got real. So are you telling... You're telling me that that hasn't been the case all along, Dan? I didn't know that. Um, is Tim Cahill playing in the FFA Cup, is he? What did I say, the FA no, Cup? No, 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 it is. Because I know they did a, a survey on sugar consumption in the English Premier League and they, they wanted to know if that meant sweet FA. Oh, that's the FFA that we're talking about. That sports update and that gag brought to you by Magic Glass. We'll wrap it up after this. It's the Rush Hour here on Triple M. This Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by the NRL Telstra Premiership Grand Final. Take your seat in history at ANZ Stadium, Sydney on Sunday, October 2. Head to nrl.com slash tickets now. Ah, yes, a new Triple M. This is the Rush Hour and, and a rare occurrence here. It's like a blue moon. We're actually early. And there's no it's, ugly field to throw to. He's on holidays. So we'll we just keep going for the next couple of hours now. <laughs> Can you think of things to talk about? We're nearly done on this uh, Tuesday night. If you've just uh, missed the news, um, Corey Norman has re-signed for three years. And, and I didn't get your comment on this. This is uh, Obviously, this is a man who has a little bit of... Um, there, there, there's off-field problems for Corey. So are you comfortable that obviously a lot of money has been outlaid, uh, given Kieran Foran, uh, given... You know, yeah, he's got a bit of form. You're right, and I spoke to Brad Arthur last week, and you know he was very complimentary as to what Corey Norman can be. Um, I did ask him about conversations he's had to have with him this year, and you know, it's, he, he said he's not a villain, but he needs some guidance. 
uh, on the field an absolute talent and he said that Parramatta would be a far different looking football team if he was there but he's you know he's 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 gone um, left the right path on a couple of occasions not too seriously but that needs to be addressed and if he signed for three years you know I think Brad Arthur needs to make sure that we don't have any kind of recurrence of, of what happened this year and a couple of little things in the past you spoke to Brad Arthur last week for your Fox show that uh, mm. probably um, I would guess the last extensive interview he'll do on, on all the subjects of this year what impression did you get from Brad did he reveal too much no, look, he, he didn't give too much away, but I didn't expect any anything, you know. I, I think he's, basically, when I first approached him, he said, look, Matt, I, I don't really want to do it. It's been a terrible season. I'm sick. I'm over it. But I think he saw that this was an avenue to, you know, to answer about certain questions, obviously about Kieran, uh, Semi-Radradra, those kind of things. Um, and I think he's looking for a nice, clean slate next year. Well, what did catch my eye, or my ear, sorry, was he said that there were a couple of signings that were yet to be announced. So obviously Corey Norman is the first of those. I'm very keen to find out um, who else uh, will be coming to the, the Blue and Gulls. Having shed some players this year through, well, it appeared necessity, but also, uh, you know, Michael Gordon's gone as well. So there's some some spots to be filled. And uh, as we revealed at the top, Benji has been uh, dropped and may come back for a farewell game in round 26. The Dragons, oh, but the Dragons obviously getting on life without him. The other thing I wanted to bring up was Tom Trebojevic. They've picked him again, Sterler. This is a guy who is clearly injured and needs to have an operation and their season's over. Uh, maybe there's a salary cap issue where they can't bring in a second-tier player, but it does seem strange, doesn't it, that why wouldn't you let him start his off-season early? Well, I think they've really struggled with outside backs for the second half of this season. Maybe, as you say, that there might be uh, salary cap constraints there when you're talking about second-tier players who can come up and play. Uh, I suppose from the outsider's point of view, which we are, we'd look at that and say, well, if he needs surgery on the ankle, why wouldn't you get it done now and give him an extra two or three weeks, um, you know, time to recuperate and, and get ready, f- you know, earlier for their, their off-season? There'll be a reason. Um, but it, look, it may well be something along the lines of what you're talking that they don't have a lot of choice. And officially, and probably helping that uh, situation or hurting that situation, and, and is the fact that Jamie Lyon officially yeah. the curtain has been brought down on his career. Now he's a guy that had a bit of turmoil early, left Parramatta under strange circumstances, came back in the end. What a career! Two hundred and ninety-four games of first grade. He was man of steel over in the UK. Won a comp there. Uh, he won two premierships here, including captaining a premiership team, four-time Dally M Centre of the Year. Uh, unfortunate that he will farewell Brookvale in a suit and not in playing gear, but still it won't take away from what has been a wonderful career. No, it won't. And, and look, it is disappointing that he's not going to get to play in front of the Brookvale faithful once more. And the great thing about Jamie, he's still the young bloke who left We War all of those years ago. You know, he's still got the country drawl. Um, it hasn't changed at all, and that's that's rare. Doesn't do much in the media, so I don't think he'll like too much of a fanfare, I would imagine, mm. but a, a fantastic career. I was really disappointed when he left Parramatta, and I made that, that clear, but we've had conversations um, many years ago since um, because I'd have loved him to a stage. I knew what a player he was. I, I knew what he was going to go on and achieve, and I'd have rather seen him do it at Parramatta. Uh, but he went and had a, a sojourn in England, came back, and... Fantastic career, and congratulations to Why him. Why did he leave Parramatta? Was it an issue with Brian Smith? Was it an issue no, with someone look, else? I, I don't really know, Dan. But he, you know, he went back. He, he went back and played the season in Wee Ward. Don't forget. Yeah. And before going over to England, before coming back to well, Manly, remember he said, "I want to go home." And then people went, "Well, hang on, St Helens is a long way from yeah. home." 
Well, he did go home. And um, I, I look, I, I don't know what the, the, the reasons were why he eventually left Parramatta, but um, we were sorry to see him go. And um, But he's, he's, he's very popular. He's very well-liked. And, and the main reason for that is that he hasn't changed one iota. No, great career, Jamie Lyon. And uh, he'll get a, a farewell. Hopefully a good crowd turns up on Saturday afternoon. He'll be calling that game live on Triple M. Stella, we've got to go. Thanks, mate. We'll see you on the Rush Hour podcast when we prove you NRL uh, round 25. Tone is in tomorrow, I believe, with Rabs. Good night. This Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by the NRL Telstra Premiership Grand Final. Take your seat in history at ANZ Stadium, Sydney on Sunday, October 2. Head to nrl.com slash tickets now.